All right, guys and girls, it's showtime. Welcome back to part three of our NFL draft episode with returning regular guests at this point on the pod. Brad, how you doing, Brad? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Hey, man, I know we have a, a very fun and cool and fantasy books mock draft planned for today, but there's been breaking news, and I want to touch on that first. So... We've already kind of talked throughout the day on this. So here's the official word. Adam Scheffler, Ian Rappaport, all your big wigs report. Rob Gronkowski has been traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in exchange for a fourth-round pick. New England will also send a seventh-round pick to complete the deal. As it reports right now, Rob Gronkowski will be paid on a one-year $10 million deal that was left over from New England. What's your reactions on this? Well, first of all, it all happens so quick. You know, you're getting a lot of the the updates of it's possible, it's gaining momentum, and it all kind of exploded. There was a phone call between Gronk and Bill Belichick, and then, you know, I even called you like, holy crap, this has momentum. And then uh, you call me back in 30 seconds, deal's done, and just jaw hits the floor. Like, it's just crazy. You know, Gronk and Brady, it's going to be so fun to watch, but – Man, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. Yeah, this is on. <laughs> this is like some fan. And, and truthfully, mm. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I'm still a little. I'm hurt that Tom Brady left. But as a as a Tom Brady fan, and really as a as a fan of all sports, I guess here's how I look at it. There's a lot of Kobe Bryant fans in the world. Okay, obviously he's passed and we're, we're all missing him or whatever. But if you could ask right now to Kobe Bryant fans, would you rather see Kobe Bryant go play for another random team so you can get to see your favorite player or would you just have him stay retired? And it's like you want him to go play somewhere else because he's your favorite player. You want him <clears> to <throat> keep playing. That's how I feel about Brady. And now – Another one of my favorite players. I got if I had to give you a top 10 list of my favorite NFL players all time, Gronk's in the top 10, might even be in the top five if I had to write it out. I'm so excited about this trade. And to be honest, is Tampa Bay not the Super Bowl favorite at this point? I mean, this is unreal. This is this is some like fantasy booked Madden stuff at this point. This is just crazy. Yeah. People (laughs) tend to forget, too, you know, with all that offensive firepower they have now that. They were eighth in defensive efficiency last year. Like, this isn't a team that was, like, terrible, and now they're getting, you know, Brady and Gronk. I mean, this is a team that middle of the pack. I mean, they have the 14th pick in the draft, which we're about to discuss. I mean, they were right in the middle looking for something to push them over the hump. And, uh, wow, they got a little bit and some, some more extra. I mean, it's just crazy. Gronk and Brady with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They still have Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard on the roster. It's it's insane. So I believe that we've touched on this for a small period of time. It has since been squashed by Bruce Arians about Antonio Brown joining. <laughs> and that's not what I'm trying to – I'm not trying to go there with this. But I bring it up because I know for a fact – that when Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay, he probably said, hey, what's the likelihood of us bringing in Antonio Brown, yay or nay? And Bruce Arians probably said nay. He probably said, no, I'm not interested. I have two very good receivers, hence why you're even interviewing with me. And we have a very good tight end. And then Brady probably said, okay, what about my boy Gronk? He took a year off. He's dropped 30 to 40 pounds. Looks incredible would you be interested in bringing him in? And I guarantee Arian says, if you can pull this off and you can get Gronk to come out, I think I can snag him from Belichick. Sure as hell he did. This just turns out to be the most crazy fantasy booked off season that Tom Brady could have ever envisioned. It's just Tampa Bay fans have to be on cloud nine. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We're not even Tampa Bay fans and we're on cloud nine. I mean, Anybody who plays fantasy or – I mean, there's not a lot of guys who cheer for teams in the NFC South around here. So it's like unless you see them in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's not really going to impact you a ton. But to be able to know any every Sunday there's going to be a team like Tampa that you can turn on and watch. And now we get Tampa and 
New Orleans twice a year, Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, it's just there's so many storylines. There's so much to look forward to, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, I have three friends. Hopefully they're listening and they, they know who they are that are Tampa Bay fans, and they're true Tampa Bay fans. One of them lives in Plant City, Florida. Okay, so he's right out of the Tampa Bay area. He's probably 30, 40 minutes from there. And I know how he feels about the Bucks, and he's diehard. Dude, this is like – I'm going to put this in perspective in other sport terms. Kevin Durant joining the Warriors, it felt unfair at the time, right? Right. LeBron James, Chris Bosh joining Dwayne Wade in the Heat, felt unfair. We really don't have this in the NFL too much because of the hard salary cap because of the franchise tags, it's just really hard for players to join up on other super teams. This feels like a super team. Well, I mean, Gronk did take a year off, but a lot of people will allude to that right off the bat that he took a year off and that, you know, will he be the same player he was? But, I mean, Gronk is one of the few guys you see that are just like, physical specimens like made in a lab type guys and the stuff he was doing with the WWE you know he's in tip-top shape and in New England he was the primary threat if you want to take the time to double or triple even Gronk to take him out of the game you're committing suicide against the Buccaneers Gronk is now coming back and I know this is weird to say with him being a Hall of Famer maybe the best tight end ever but Gronk is the third option most likely when Gronk is your third option, I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. That is such a valid point. But I do want to point this out. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a bodybuilder. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Let's not try and pretend here. I'm not no muscular freak. I don't know how that stuff works as far as being able to put on and lose weight. Like, it's no problem. But he lost a lot of weight after he stopped training NFL style. And I almost wonder if he is he gonna be faster. He probably won't be able to block with the same with the same effective. He'll still be a great blocker because he works his ass off. But I just don't think he'll be a blocker in the sense of like I can take on a defensive end. But the dude's still six five. He's probably still two thirty. And I can't imagine why he wouldn't be faster at this point. He's going to be dynamic coming out of if he lines up, if he lines up as a slot tight end, you're in trouble, especially like you just said, when you cannot commit a double team to him because you still have six five Mike Evans out on the on the outside. You still have Godwin. And as long as he's still on the roster, you still hold you. Yeah. Um I also see that like he needed he needed to maintain blocks for the Patriots and their run run offense for what it was the last few years there. But I mean with the with the way they're looking to be a quick pass scheme type offense, you know, get the ball out of Brady's hands fast. You put Gronk on the side of the better pass rusher of the opposite team, and I mean, he can just chip block. I mean, he can still lay a body into a guy to delay a blitz, give Tom Brady an extra second, second and a half, and that makes all the world for Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I'm very excited for the Bucking. Obviously, I'm still excited for my Patriots. I'm not uh, not going all full bandwagon over here, but I'm excited for Tom. He's my favorite player to ever play of any sport, and uh, he gets his boy, and he's got one of my favorite receivers in general, Mike Evans. I try to snap him up every year in fantasy. Mike yeah. Evans is actually trying to become the first wide receiver ever to have seven consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. I thought it was a dead giveaway it's going to happen. Might not be so. I mean – Let's Mike see. Evans is going for 2,000 yards. <laughs> but you're Okay, that's fine. What's Gronk getting? What's Godwin getting? What's O.J. Howard getting? What's the – Don't matter. <laughs> I okay. Mean, it's it's going to be fun. I, uh, I'm very excited for the season, and I'm going to have to catch my fair share of Bucks games. Agreed. All right. So let's go ahead and transition into the mock – I'm very excited for this. I hope you are too. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's just get the show on the road and and go there. So we're gonna have this basically be an NFL draft style, and we'll talk throughout. All right. So so with the first pick of the 2020 NFL draft, 
the Bengals are on the clock. Who you got the Bengals taking? All right. I know a lot of people think Joe Burrow is a lock for this pick. I tend to agree. However, I do not think it will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, a lot of people think it is absolutely crazy for Miami to go up to number one. I think I can make a lot of cases as to why it's not. And with Miami having three first-round picks and having a total of 14, being able to toy with picks from next year even, I believe Miami can give Cincinnati an offer that they just simply cannot refuse. So just for the sake of this mock, we're going to change every Bengal and Miami pick in the first round, and Miami takes Joe Burrow with the first pick. I love it. We have a trade right off the get, and it makes sense. It makes sense for both teams. Miami has a ton of cap space still. They've spent a ton of money. They've made their teams better. They were very well coached in the second half of the year. What do you need? You need a quarterback. Go out and get one. Trade your picks. Get your quarterback. I love it. And the Bengals, they need depth. What do they do? They acquire three first-round picks. I love it. Let's go to uh, number two, the Redskins are on the clock. Who are the Redskins taking? Um, I've changed a lot of opinions on a lot of different teams and picks, but this one to me is the easiest. I think the Redskins take Chase Young number two, and I don't think it's even an afterthought. It's an easy pick. Yeah, I, I actually 100% agree. I don't – apparently there's interest in – they're listening to people. They're not interested in trading the pick, but they are listening to offers because, I mean, just like the Bengals, if Miami comes calling with three first-round picks, you're going to listen. Yeah. All right, number three, uh, the third overall pick, Lions are on the, on the clock. Who are they taking? All right, so we're getting a little wild here again. Um, the Lions have been listening for calling <laughs> Um, the Lions need some help on defense, especially a corner. Uh, the Chargers are at the sixth pick, and they now have three Pro Bowl corners, Casey Hayward, Desmond King, and Chris Harris Jr. I believe they give up one of those three Pro Bowl corners, the sixth pick, and possibly even, you know, icing on the cake, maybe a late later round pick, maybe a fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. And uh, they swap picks with the Lions in the first round and move to number three. And they take two Tonga Viola. I do not – I understand there's a lot of hype around Justin Herbert and there's a lot of discern about the injuries with Tua. I don't buy any of it. The media is going crazy. There's not a lot they can do right now with the coronavirus. Tua is the highest efficiency for a college career all time. Um, he's just the most accurate quarterback. He's been compared to Drew Brees a lot. I think Tua goes number three, and I think the Chargers get their franchise quarterback. I love the pick. I also, in my mock that I'll be releasing later, I have Tua also going to the Chargers. I just have him stay and put at six. I definitely see why they would trade up to get him because he's hella good. Uh, obviously, you got Burrow and Tua off the board. Who is your Who is your top quarterback if you were making a team today? If I was making a team coming out of this draft, um, it would be really hard to argue Joe Burrow, um, especially, uh, you know, you just look at what he did with LSU, and you could say – that, you know, he had all that talent around him, but he had a lot of talent around him the year before when he was okay. But to see what he could do with basically the same team, a full year of preparation in the groove, he was absolutely lights out, unstoppable. His Wonderlick score, I believe, was 20 higher than Tua's, and Tua would be the other quarterback I would think about taking here at the top, but it's got to be Joe Burrow. Okay. Number four. The Giants coming in on the clock. Who are the Giants taking? Um, a lot of talk about them taking a big defensive player here. Um, but I think their money is is in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I think they take the best offensive lineman, in my opinion, and that's Jedrick Wills from Alabama. They take the big guy. Yeah, I actually also have them taking a tackle. Uh, I love the pick there. I 100% agree with you. You are a you're a run-based team. You have a brand-new quarterback that can't afford to be on his back. Protect him. We've seen the Buffalo Bills do this last year with, with Josh Allen. It paid off. Giants need to do it now. Number five, the 
Oh, the Dolphins were on the clock, but that now pick belongs to the Bengals, correct? Correct. Okay, so who are the Bengals taking at fifth? Bengals take Justin Herbert. Um, I think this is an easy pick for them. I think they were okay with possibly not getting a quarterback. This draft, if Justin Herbert, if someone traded ahead of them and took them, I believe they would have taken Tua if the Chargers traded up to take Herbert. However, the Bengals, I think, love Justin Herbert. They got a chance to work with him at the Senior Bowl. And I know this seems kind of crazy, but I'm telling you I would not be shocked if Bengals didn't trade the first pick and still took Justin Herbert. Something in my gut tells me they love this guy that much, and I think they get him at number five. Yeah, Justin Herbert is the wild card because he's considered the third best quarterback, but I think he's damn good. I think you think he's damn good. I I think a lot of people think he's damn good. I just don't think they have him in the Joe Burrow or Tua class. And somebody's going to get a quarter, good quarterback. That's just that's the facts, right? That's it. All right, so we're coming down to number six, which that pick actually belongs to the Chargers. Correct. Well, the Lions have it now. That's what. That's where I was going. So the Lions yep. now have a quiet six pick, and now what do you have? Well, the Lions have now gotten an, a Pro Bowl corner, and they got a later round draft pick from the Chargers. So they're looking for what they can do, but they get a phone call from the Jaguars with the ninth pick. There's no way Yannick Ngakwe, Pro Bowl defensive lineman, is playing for the Jags this year. The Jags tag together a second rounder, Yannick Ngakwe, and move from nine to six. Lions trade down again, getting a Pro Bowl defensive lineman, and the Jaguars take Jeff Okuda after losing Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. I love the thought process for the pick. Absolutely love it. The Jags got their work cut out for them to trade up, but you know what? I love it because they need to replace Ramsey. Jeff Okuda is as good of a corner as you're going to get. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's move on to number seven. The Panthers are on the clock. Panthers strike gold. Isaiah Simmons is still there at seven. Luke Keekley replacement. Might be like we never lost him. They take him out of Clemson. Easy pick. Is that not crazy that Isaiah Simmons drops all the way to seven in your mock? Who is your top defensive player in this draft? I want to say Chase Young. And I know a lot of people hear that and think there's no way you're not going to pick Chase Young right now. And I know a lot of Ohio State fans are listening. But in today's uh, today's NFL, versatility on defense is so important. And Isaiah Simmons being able to line up anywhere on the field and be elite, at least at the college level, we'll see at the NFL level, but his sides, his size, speed, production, it's incredible. I think Isaiah Simmons might be the best all-around defensive player. I love it. I love it. Now, with the eighth overall, the Cardinals are on the clock. They take arguably the best offensive lineman. It's him and Jedrick Wills, but they take Tristan Wirfs. Uh, they got all the pieces in play to have a good offense, but – Got to keep Kyler Murray upright. They get the big guy. He can play left tackle or left guard. Super athletic. Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Love the pick there. I think we 100% agree that they need to protect the quarterback, much like we just talked about with the Giants, much like we talked about with Josh Allen of the Bills last year. It, it, it's, it needs to happen. You've now gotten him two very good receivers. He was running for his life last year, which he wasn't bad doing, but you can be better. Protect him. Great pick. Ninth overall belongs to the Jags. The Jags have traded up, and that pick belongs to the Lions. I think you touched on who they're drafting. Who are the Lions picking? They're going to bolster up the defensive line. Derek Brown, easily the best defensive lineman slash D-tackle in the draft. They get him at nine. They got him and Gakwe and a Pro Bowl corner from the Chargers. Not sure which one they get, but they get one of them. And the Lions have a uh, have a pretty restructured defense there, at least a good start. Yeah, that's uh, – I'll tell you what, that's a damn good pick at nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a huge pick. And you know what? 
like you said, the Lions need a corner. They get one from the Chargers. They end up trading down again. Hey, if I'm the Lions, yeah, I make that happen. Yeah, and I'd like to say out of that top ten, I mean, I know there's quite a bit of trades I had there, but for the most part, those are going to be the players who go. And that's three quarterbacks, a elite corner, elite edge rusher, elite linebacker, two very good offensive linemen, a monster D tackle. I mean, all those are all guys that are going to be starting year one. Those are great players. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Let's move on to move on to number 10. That pick belongs to the Cleveland Browns. Who are the Browns taking? They take the behemoth, Makai Becton, left tackle out of Louisville. Got to protect Baker. They added right tackle Jack Conklin, solidify the line. They're going to be run first this year. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb the whole year. Get Makai Becton. Love the pick. Completely agree. Need a tackle there. I actually, in my mock, and I'll be releasing this a little bit later, I actually have them trading with the Vikings. The Vikings end up tra- – I have the Vikings trading up, getting rid of both their first-round picks. Cleveland trades down, takes two of their first-round picks, and uh, plays around with those. Again, I'll be releasing that on Facebook a little bit later, but just some fun little stuff there. The Raiders are on the clock at number 11. Lots of great players left. Who are the Raiders taking? They had a very successful draft last year, hopefully to build on that. Who do you have them uh, selecting? Um, I have the Raiders taking C.J. Henderson, the corner out of Florida. I know a lot of people expect the first wide receiver to be off the board here, but the Raiders' secondary was atrocious last year. They were 32nd in defensive efficiency. And quite honestly, if you're going to be playing the Chargers, who hypothetically will get a quarterback, you're playing Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke with Cortland Sutton, you're going to need a corner in that division, in every division, every game. So they take C.J. Henderson. Wow. Love it. Yeah, I have a buddy. I'm sure he's listening to this pod. He's a Raiders fan. Every Sunday, he takes to Twitter or Facebook and complains about how little high school schoolgirls could school the Raiders secondary. It's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they uh, they could use a Pro Bowl corner. They could use a corner in general. C.J. Henderson probably has some Pro Bowls ahead of him in this day. Let's go to number 12, the Jets. The New York Jets are on the clock. Who you got? Sam Darnold needs a weapon. No receivers off the board. They get their pick. They take Jerry Judy. Yeah, I think when I was looking over your mock, this is the one thing that I'm like, I 100% agree with. But the fact that the Jets at 12, without trading up, get their pick at wide receiver, could they be happier? No. They cannot possibly be any happier. This is a loaded, loaded wide receiver class, and they get their pick at 12. I love it. Absolutely love it. I do believe that he's the first receiver off the board. Let me ask you, though, is he the best receiver in the draft? I think he will be. I think I mentioned this before. I do think Jerry Judy is the best coming out currently, but I do believe at the end of the rookie contracts we'll be talking about C.D. Lamb more than Jerry Judy. Okay. I love it. So the 13 pick <clears throat> belongs to the Indianapolis Colts. They trade that for DeForest Buckner from the 49ers. The 49ers now have that pick. They're on the clock. What do you got? 49ers have the 13th and 31st pick, but they do not have a pick in the second, third, or fourth round. So they're looking to accumulate more picks. So the Vikings – give up the 22nd pick, a second rounder, and a third rounder to move from 22 to 13 and take CeeDee Lamb to replace Stephon Diggs. I'll tell you what. If you're listening to this and you, you've you heard a pick and you're like, this just doesn't make sense, you're, you're out of your mind. Every, every pick is very well strategically placed. I love it. It makes a lot of sense for the Vikings. The Vikings still need that outside threat. That is not what Adam Thielen is. He is not an outside threat. What better way to get that than CeeDee Lamb, right? Uh, I mean, it's a freebie if they can get that trade off. Yeah, I love it. I love the pick. And I think we talked about this several, several episodes ago. 
in my opinion, if you're giving me like the top five rosters in the entire league, I'm not going to sit here and name them for you. The Vikings are up there. Yeah. They have a top five roster. They don't need that much. So let's fill a void that you have. That's wide receiver. Let's get CD Lamb. I love the pick. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And the Vikings have 12 picks in the entire draft. Even if they lose some here, they have plenty more to try and move up and fill some minor spots. Yeah, I'm ready to give you the business. I just haven't, uh, I haven't come into that player yet, man. This is very well, very well picked and uh, very well thought out. Number fourteen, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the new South Beach Kings or <laughs> South, South Southwest Kings, or whatever you want to call them. Tom Brady and Gronk, the, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm done. My jokes are over. Cool. They're on the clock. Who do you got them taking? Uh, Tampa trade Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they take <laughs> they take Andrew Thomas, left tackle out of Georgia. Secure up the line. Secure your franchise. I mean, let's load up this offense. Put up 50 a game, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, I uh, I can't see them taking. Here's the only two the only two scenarios I see Tampa Bay having in this draft a draft an offensive lineman as you have B completely trading down and building up picks for the future because your offense is set let's be honest here the only thing you need is offensive line help your defense was actually very very good last year could probably use a corner they they're they're fine at at, at linebacker they're they're very good uh on the defensive line i don't know man i I think this is the odds-on favorite pick here. As long as Andrew Thomas is on the board, it's a great pick. Great pick. Number 15, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. Um, Drew Locke, they just got a Melvin Gordon at running back. You've got Cortland Sutton outside. You drafted Noah Fant a year ago. What you need is that home run ball, that get-out-of-jail-free card, and that's Henry Ruggs from Alabama, the speedster. The guy you just don't catch when he gets the ball, and Denver gets an immediate, immediate touchdown threat wherever you're at on the field to go with Cortland Sutton, Henry Ruggs. Great pick. Definitely need a wide receiver. I think they need. Uh, I feel like they need a more polished receiver than Henry Ruggs. Obviously, Henry Ruggs is a, a very fast receiver. There is talk about their division rival wanting Henry Ruggs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think they're – I'm putting you on the spot here. Is there any way that Kansas City trades up or not? I don't think so. The Chiefs have a very low amount of picks. And quite honestly, the whole NFL, you're looking at the Chiefs returning 22 starters. You'd actually have to ask for more from the Chiefs just to to get it out of them. And especially trying to trade with some of their – their division rivals that are ahead of them, the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, they all have picks ahead of them. It would be very hard for the Chiefs. Not a lot of picks. No, I don't think so. Not a, No. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like the pick there. I do. I, I will stand by my statement. I think they need a more polished receiver. So it would not shock me to see them try and trade up and get a CeeDee Lamb or a Jerry Judy. I do think Henry Ruggs is good. I just don't think they're just looking for speed. I think they're looking for – Route running, size, everything. Henry Ruggs definitely gives you the speed, though. Home run burst. Number 16, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Uh, Atlanta needs a lot of help outside of probably receiver and quarterback. What do you got them taking? Yeah, they just need to try and do whatever they can on the front seven of their defense. Um, They take Javon Kinlaw, uh, defensive lineman. He's actually probably a top 10, maybe top 12 prospect, slips down to 16, second interior D lineman off the board, guy who can try and take double teams and help the rest of your average defense, I would put it nicely. Yeah, I, uh, I again, I'm, I'm trying to give you the business here. I, I can't disagree with you. Atlanta just needs to take literally the best defensive player available to them. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. That's They're just not very good defensively. Like I said, they're really only set at wide receiver and quarterback. So, uh, number seven, the Dallas Cowboys. They're on the clock. They got a lot of uh, – they've probably been one of the more busy teams in the last year and a half, just signing players and 
you know, there's there's all kinds of things going on in Dallas, but they still need players. Who do you have them taking? Um, I think they stay away from offense. Uh, they've really bolstered the defensive line to put on pressure. So what I think they're looking for is a possible playmaker in the, the back end of the defense. I think they take the safety Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Yeah, I actually – not only do I agree with you, I 100% agree with you. My mock I'll be releasing later. I also also have Xavier McKinney going to the Cowboys. I uh, peeked at both of ours, and that's one of the only things that we'd agreed on. So <laughs> yeah. that's funny. All right, the 18th overall pick, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, belonged to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That pick got traded to Miami. Miami is on the clock. You had them trading that pick to the Bengals. The Bengals are on the clock. Who do you got them picking? Bengals look at the tackle list and just take the best one available to them, which right now I believe is Josh Jones from Houston. They they try and sure up the offensive line. They got a pretty good running back. They just got a new quarterback. They've got wide receivers, Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. They just need help on the offensive line. Try and sure up one side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few different things that the Bengals don't need. <laughs> that's, I mean, realistically, they're probably okay at re- at wide receiver, and they're probably okay at running back. That's the end of the list. Yeah, they help. They need help everywhere else, especially on the offensive line. It's a good pick. It's a really good pick. They've they've shored up quarterback. You have them taking Justin Herbert. Now you're getting all offensive line. Making sense so far. All right. The Raiders are on the clock again, this time with their own pick. I think the last one was Chicago's. So this is their pick. Who do you got them taking? Uh, they're going to take the best receiver off the board, Justin Jefferson. Uh, they did not take their pick at 11. They got their cornerback, knowing that eight picks later, they'd probably have a pick at one of the four top receivers, and they do, Justin Jefferson. Love it. Love it. I I, uh, I personally think Justin Jefferson's a little better than Henry Ruggs. And uh, I, I can't imagine the Raiders are disappointed there. They, uh, yeah, definitely a good playmaker for, for Derek Carr slash Marcus Mariota, whoever you think is going to be the quarterback next year. Moving to 20, the Jaguars have already been active in this draft. This pick belongs to the Rams, now them. Who do you have them taking? Uh, they lost Calais Campbell. And, well, I mean, they lost everybody pretty much, but they lost Calais Campbell. They traded away Yannick and Go- or what's his name? Yannick and Gakwe. There it is. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to take the best D lineman available interior. They're going to take Jordan Elliott out of Missouri. Yeah, they're uh, they're another team much like Atlanta that needs to look at the best defensive player available and say, who is it? Select and draft them. A lot of help. They need a lot of help. You have them taking a corner already. Uh, Jordan Elliott will be a nice little piece too. Number 21, the Eagles are on the clock. Who do you have them taking? Um, Everybody's screaming wide receiver, and I understand their need. Without getting one of the top four receivers, I believe there is a plethora of probably 10 to 15 receivers that it's just pick your poison. What kind of style do you like? So they take Patrick Queen, middle linebacker from LSU. Every time I watch the Eagles, I got a couple friends who are the Eagles. If you get past their defensive line, their linebackers are just sorry. They get Patrick Queen. I think he solves quite a bit of their problems. Very rangy middle linebacker. He'll be helpful. Yeah, like I said, there's there's not many picks that we have identical. This is one of them. Much for the same reason. The receiver is off the board. They're not going to have much to choose from as far as your top notch. So this is a very, very, very wide receiver heavy draft. They have plenty to pick from in rounds two and three. Yeah, I agree. Patrick Queen here makes a lot of sense. All right. The 22, 22nd overall pick belongs to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills trade Stephon Diggs to the Vikings. The Vikings then get that pick. They're on the clock. 
I believe you had them trading with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are on the clock. Who you got them taking? 49ers lost Emmanuel Sanders. They don't have too many big holes in their team. Wide receiver is one of them. They grabbed T. Higgins, big, massive target, kind of a throw-it-up guy. Another red zone help. T. Higgins from Clemson goes to San Francisco. Yeah, T. Higgins is going to be a big-time receiver for somebody. Obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of receivers that have gone off the board in front of him. I think he's going to be damn good. Played on a lot of very good teams at Clemson. The 49ers are getting a good player here. They do need receiver. Pretty hard to argue. Nice pick for them. Uh, 23. The greatest franchise in the history of football, the New England Patriots, are on the clock. It's hard for me to answer that. But um, <laughs> they forfeit their pick due to – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Patriots, they're going to take A.J. Epineza. They're going to need somebody to help in that front seven. They lost um, Jamie Collins. They lost Kyle Van Noy. AJ Epineza is a versatile pass rusher. Can also do well against the run. Big guy from Iowa. They take AJ Epineza. Solve a little front seven problem there. I like the pick. I agree with an edge rusher there. I actually have a different one, but we'll get to that a little later. Uh, what are the what are the chances you have them taking a quarterback there? A quarterback? Um, I don't know. I. I don't know if they would want to toy with Jordan Love. Um, I think the Patriots' style of offense would suit a Jake Fromm-style quarterback. But um, I believe the Patriots might want to be go big or go home with their next quarterback. And if they don't make a play for one of the top quarterbacks this year, I really don't think the Patriots are going to be good next year. I think they make a huge play for Trevor Lawrence or um, Justin Fields. Cool. Good stuff. All right. The Saints of New Orleans are on the clock at 24. Who are they taking? The Saints' biggest threat is in their division right now, and that's the Buccaneers. They threaten them for the bye. They threaten them for the playoffs and the Super Bowl, ultimately. They're going to have to outscore them. They need another wide receiver, and they take LaVisca Chenault Jr. out of Colorado. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the Saints are one of the more offensive-powered teams in the entire league year in and year out. Last year was no different. Adding another piece seems very smart, especially when you got to put points up. I mean, that's – at the end of the day, the Atlanta Falcons are still a very good offensive football team. You have Brady coming in. You have Carolina, their new head coach, their new system, trying to be offensive-based. Love the pick there. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's a very versatile guy, too. Runs a lot of uh, reverses, ran a lot of wildcat. So, with him and uh, uh, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara, I think they're going to be allowed to run a lot of confusing looks at defenses. Yeah. Well, the number 25 pick belongs to the – help me out. Is it the Vikings? Yep. Okay. Yeah, the Vikings. Who you got? Uh, the Vikings are on the clock. Who you got them taking? Uh, uh, Vikings need a cornerback. Uh, the best available is Christian Fulton. They take a cornerback. They need help on the perimeter. It's easy pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. They did release their top corner. God, I'm gonna draw a name blank. The- Xavier Thank Rhodes. You, Xavier Rhodes. They released the top corner. They actually <laughs> lost their second corner. Trey Waynes to the Bengals. So they lost both their top two corners. That's a great pick there. Uh, also, look for them to be one of the teams that maybe shoots up the board. I know you had them trading down. Maybe they shoot up the board and uh, snag one of the Pro Bowl corners that are, you know, sitting out there. Jeff Akuda, CJ. I could see him making a run for CJ Henderson. You could see that? Yeah. If, uh, if say, the Raiders take a wide receiver, maybe the Jets do and it creeps to 13, 14, or somewhere around there, and CJ's still on the board. They might have fired the trigger there. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I could also see them taking Jalen Johnson here out of Utah as a corner. Yeah. You know, depending on who you think is better, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I think that's 
that pick could make a lot of sense there. Yeah, it's kind of preference to whoever the Vikings like the most, but I, I definitely think it's cornerback at 25. Well, the number 26 pick belongs to the Houston Texans. They trade that pick to the Miami Dolphins. As you stated earlier, the Miami Dolphins traded all first-round picks to the Bengals. The Bengals are on the clock. Who you got them taking? Kenneth Murray, middle linebacker. Um, when you're completely rebuilding your defense, you want that leader in the middle, and they get him out of Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, we've touched on this a few different times. Obviously, we had them taking offense first. Not a bad look here to take a defense as your third pick, and what better than a linebacker who could potentially be a captain for you in a couple of years. Great pick. Great pick there. Love it. Seattle is on the clock at 27. Who you got them taking? Um, I tossed and turned on Seattle for two guys for almost all week. Um, I ended up having them taking edge rusher uh, Clavon Chasen out of LSU. I think edge rusher is a big need, especially after losing Clowney. However, I would not be shocked to see them take the first center off the board in Cesar Ruiz here. They're on an entire offensive line rebuild. They've signed tackles and guards, but not centers. Um, I could see him possibly taking one of the two centers there, Cesar Ruiz, but I have him taking an edge rusher, Clavon Chasen. You know, for, for me personally, I see them going offense here. I could see it being Cesar Ruiz. I could see it being a running back. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel a running back could potentially be here. They're definitely a running-focused team, but they, they do need offensive line help really, really bad. I could also see a wide receiver if somebody were to fall. Obviously, as of right now, with what we've mocked out already, doesn't make sense. But I could see a wide receiver coming yeah. if it if were to fall. I could definitely see them taking a wide receiver here because they just – they have they have uh, D.J. Metcalf. They have – wow, I'm just – Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Love Lockett, by the way. They have Lockett. just a uh, little bold prediction, and it's I have no no information on this whatsoever. But I've been saying it for a couple months before the trade deadline. Odell Beckham Jr. will be a Seahawk. Going to put it out there. You think so? You know, it's just one of those gut feelings, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think the clowny thing is completely over with yet. We'll see. I just. He hasn't signed anywhere. Seattle can still sign him. I think they're playing hardball. They've known to do this before. They did it with Russell Wilson, for goodness sakes. Questionably a top three player in this league. Top three quarters. Yeah, I mean, could be a sign and train. Sign and train to uh, Cleveland for OBJ. A little, little Jadavia and Clowney for OBJ, maybe. Damn. Uh-oh. Now we're thinking. Let's uh, get back to the draft, though. I don't want to oh, get anybody. Oh, boy. Now we're, now we're fancy booking trades here. All right, number 28, Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. Probably the most physically run-dominant team in the whole league last year. MVP at quarterback. What do you got them doing? Um, They don't need much on offense. Maybe another receiver, but that's so deep. Why not take one of the top defensive guys? Um, they have three corners, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters, and Jimmy Smith. Yeah. So if you get a good pass rush, that's mm -hmm. going to be an unstoppable defense. They take an edge rusher. I got them taking Yader Gross-Matos out of Penn State. It's a big guy, physical freak to go with Calais Campbell and Judon, Michael Judon with their three corners, they're going to be a very scary team. You're looking at another 12-1 season out of the Ravens if Lamar stays healthy. Yeah, the Ravens are going to be nice. By the way, he's the cover athlete. Not, not sure if you heard that today or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. To that's pretty cool, though. Were you going to say something? Sorry. No, I was just saying that's pretty cool. I was taking a drink of water, and you said that. I did not know that he was going to be the cover yeah, athlete. Yeah, he, he actually announced it. I don't even think Madden or EA announced it. He just said, hey, I'm a cover athlete. <laughs> so, and uh, when he was asked about the Madden curse, he goes, I actually want to be part of the Madden curse because last year the curse brought Patrick Mahomes the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the year before that, look what happened to Antonio Brown. <laughs> he, what? He didn't get hurt. He went bad crazy. But it's like the two opposites, though. Super Bowl MVP champion, yeah. or I don't even 
what the label is for AB. My biggest, I don't want to get too much of the Madden curse, but I'm going to bring it real quick. <laughs> the biggest thing about the Madden curse is they always put on an athlete that came off a great year. The chances of them of them going back to back great years is very minuscule. So they're eager, they're going to have one of two things: they're going to break down from having such a great year, or they're going to underachieve from having such a great year. Therefore, the chances of them upholding the Madden cover are very not realistic. I thought the player had the best chance to be great back to back was Peyton Hillis, but it didn't work out. Yeah, Peyton Hillis. <laughs> Where's he at now? Just like Balen Hayer. <laughs> Anyways, I think he's AB. I think he's AB's agent. I don't know. We're we're moving on. Uh, number twenty nine. The Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Again, it's kind of uh, whoever they like the most. I think it's the Alabama corner Trayvon Diggs. It's going to be Stefan's brother. Um, comes out of Alabama. Titans are not sure if they're going to keep Logan Ryan. And even if they do, they still need a little bit of help at corner. I think that's where they go. Cool. I like it. Number 30, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Who you got them taking? Um, again, tons of wide receivers. Um, they kind of get their pick at like the, the huge second tier. I think they take Brandon Ayuk, um, six foot. Really good speed, um, big playability, and they just need someone opposite of Devontae Adams, and they're going to keep going through all these wide receivers until they find one. I think this could be their guy. Okay. Yeah, the you know, the Packers have had a lot of success with receivers. They typically don't draft them in the first round, though, so if they do, you know they like them. Mm-hmm. All right. Go to number 31, the Super Bowl runner-up, the 49ers of San Francisco. Trade the pick to the Browns. That's what you had? Or is that, mm-hmm. that breaking news? Well, that was going to oh. be breaking news, but you Shoot. broke it. <laughs> That's all good. The 49ers of San Francisco. No problem. The clock, they have traded the pick to the Browns. <laughs> so the Cleveland Browns <laughs> trade into the first round and select. Uh, they take safety Grant Delpit out of LSU. Browns trade back into the first round, get safety. It's a needed position for them. The 49ers, at the end of all this, they still get T. Higgins. And now instead of having no picks in the second or third, they have two picks in the second, two in the third from the Vikings and Browns. And the Browns get their safety Grant Delpit. I like it. Niners, one of the teams that I would probably put in the top five of the league in having a great roster. And it looks like they're in uh, a great position to keep that intact with what you've got going on here. All right, man, this is it. End of the first round, pick 32, the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions, are on the clock. They take cover corner Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Um, They need the help on the perimeter. And with the way they put up points, teams pass against them. Tyron Matthew needs some help out there. I believe they lost Brashawn Breeland. I think both of their corners are on one-year deals. So they need a guy who they know is going to be there for a while. Jeff Gladney's the cover guy. I like the pick there. Completely agree that they're kind of beat up at the corner spot. But it begs the question, we just went 32 picks. There wasn't a running back selected. Nope. Two questions. Question number one, do you think the Chiefs could be one of those teams? For a running back? I I would like to say yes because they would have their pick of all the running backs. But the thing is, it's with the way Patrick Mahomes throws to all the receivers. They could kind of get any guy who's just fast and can catch. I mean, seriously, they could just kind of plug and play their running back. They don't ask him to tote the ball a ton. Yeah. Um, I think if they didn't go corner, they would just go offensive line to help protect Mahomes. I think even with the contract rumors, their entire team revolves around Patrick Mahomes and him throwing the football. So I don't know how important running back is to them. Okay. Uh, another team that comes to mind for me about teams that need a running back 
Uh, what about Miami? You think Miami could use one of their three picks on a running back or no? Um, if Miami doesn't do the trade, I believe why not? At twenty six, oh, I think you could still have your yeah. So if, if Miami still has all three of their picks, I think absolutely. I also think with Miami even trading up to the first pick, I believe they have so many picks this year and messing with picks next year, they could potentially keep the 26th pick in the trade with the Bengals. Okay. I love it. And yes, running back would be a good option there. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, people worry about the miles on him, but I could see a J.K. Dobbins or maybe more of a speed guy with DeAndre Swift going to Miami. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We're delivering this episode a night earlier than usual, so surprise everybody that's getting this tonight. Please leave us your your mocks. Leave us your comments on on both Brad's mock that we have delivered to you, and I will post a mock. Feel free to comment on that. Uh, we'd love to talk about this over the next two days. Be on the lookout. Text us draft night. Message us draft night. Uh, we'll both be active. We'll both be watching. Any final thoughts? Um, I know that this mock draft is just a crapshoot, but it's something I really enjoy. And hopefully through this whole process, you guys had fun. All the listeners had fun. And hopefully I, you learned something new and, Thanks for having me on. I mean, it's been a joy these last three weeks trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about, who we're going to look into, what what my mock draft's going to be. I've been doing this mock draft for three weeks. It's been so much fun. I can't wait till Thursday night. Yeah, you know, I thanks for bringing that up. This is the the end of a, of a three week part. Uh, who knows if I'll have Brad on next week again? But uh, as for the draft stuff, we've uh, we've come to a close. It's been fun, Brad been awesome thanks for coming on thanks for being a part of this uh this three-week ride and uh tell everybody again where they can find you on social media so they can interact yeah you guys can find me on facebook still working on a twitter but um if any of you know me feel free to message me on facebook or uh yeah we can talk about this mock and how wrong i am maybe on uh, saturday or something awesome and last thing but not least Obviously, these last couple of weeks, I think we discovered we were having some audio issues. Hopefully, we got those fixed for you guys. And, uh, yeah, anything else, let us know. Thanks again. Take care. Later.